Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Ross Marshall, or perhaps better known as New Mantra. Ross, how you going, mate? I'm not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing not so bad. Enjoying the good weather. It's uh, it's a nice change from the the hail, the rain, the sleet, the snow and everything else, isn't it? Definitely. As we were just saying, like, it's good to actually get out and, and get some fresh air and go out walks and stuff like that, so... Definitely an improvement for winter and just lockdown in general for last year. Makes a change. Yeah, just a, a, bit, a bit of daylight makes a, <laughs> a nice difference. In, in terms of the, the difficult times that we've had, it's a, it's a bit of a cliche question that I tend to open with, but, but how has the, the pandemic experience been for you? And are you beginning to feel a bit excited by the, the glimmers of light that are coming through with the vaccination process? Really uh, gathering some steam? Definitely. The uh, the sort of prospect that's sort of getting closer and closer to like music venues and all that, being able to open up and have folk in and just generally getting back to normal or what normality feels like. Um was really exciting and uh, just being able to go to places with it, you know, having to book in advance and all that kind of stuff will be will be nice. Um spontaneity will come back you know what I mean so um hopefully it's not too far away so fingers crossed you know what I mean no absolutely and I'm really pleased to have you on tonight because I heard your first song um for myself earlier on this year and it really caught my attention and I've been lucky enough to hear your forthcoming uh, single as well hi for those that haven't had the opportunity though to, to check out your mantra yeah can you tell us a bit about how you, you started out and then give it a shot at describing your sound as well definitely not. um so start starting out um it's really it's came from an idea basically trying to just experiment with different types of music and sort of any any time that i've got an idea musically um I just try to record it and basically if I think it fits sort of a certain style or whatever that I want to put out there, it's just came to that really for myself was just really an experiment at first. Um, I actually started, I'm I'm also in a band um, called Skelfs um, and my best pal in that band, me and him were just mucking around one day in our rehearsal studio, sorry, slash barn, it's basically his dad's got a his dad owns a farm um, and about five years ago we sort of renovated it and made it our own rehearsal space. So anyway, we were just mucking about one day um, recording drum tracks and sort of trying to put stuff to it and we were drums that are on for myself, nothing really came with the drums. Um, and then one day I was just sort of mucking about with projects that I had in, uh, in Logic and I found that drum track and I was like, hmm, we've not really done anything with that. So I naturally just put a sort of riff to it and I was like, well, this has got to be something. I really like this, and it and it didn't quite fit the sort of punk rock vibe of Skelfs, as I said. So, and actually just progressed on from there. Um, just kept on layering it up. Um, and that that was how for myself really came about. And and the mantra in general is just, as I say, just experimenting with different sounds and trying to put anything that's gone from my mind at any given time. It's sort of like an outlet, if that makes sense. Um. So I would say that's how the mantra came about. The sound, um, 
as at all. Um, it's been described as fuzzy um, before. Uh, I would put put it in sort of alternative rock indie if I was to put some on it. Um, but going forward, I, I don't know if I'll continue in that sort of direction. Um, I, I definitely didn't want to get stuck in a certain genre, so to speak. I'm I'm happy to experiment with anything, and any different kind of artists that are out there that I would ever want to collaborate and stuff like that. Because it really is just a a recording project that if it ever came to playing live I would love to um, but definitely experimentation is is, is a goal when the mantra and, and that really comes across I think for myself especially it, it really it hits home hard as soon as you've had that first listen it, it, as I say it caught my attention and I, I think it certainly has caught the attention of a lot of people the, the first six months of 2000 and 21, well, we're at July nearly, but so the first seven months, we'll say. Yep. Uh, I've been I've been really exciting for you. The, the airplay that you got from that debut single, that must have been really exhilarating and really exciting for you. Oh, it was, it was absolutely mental. I can remember uh, I can remember it was literally uh, two weeks before it came out. So it came out on the 30th of April. And two weeks before it, or maybe three weeks before it, I just... I was sitting on my laptop at about one in the morning, just kind of fanning about as you do. Um, and I decided to chuck on a BBC introducing um, and upload it to see if kind of it would catch anybody's attention. So anyway, fast forward about a week or so, a week and a half later, it was a Saturday. Now, BBC introducing in Scotland anyway, I don't know about other places, airs at eight o'clock roughly on a Friday night. Um, so it was a Saturday after that. And I was on the on the way to uh, Chem 19 in Glasgow, just driving up, and and this guy, uh, can't remember his name, um, but this this man from England messaged me and just said, "Love your track. Uh, just heard you on the radio. Uh, can you send me it?" I was like, "What is Ken, What is this guy talking about? I've, I've not even released this song." So I phoned him up. <laughs> phoned him up. I was like, "Hey, I'm absolutely ecstatic. Me, what he like." get this song and that but I was like how you heard it and he was like oh I heard you on BBC radio last night I was like what so I was absolutely like buzzing man on the way to the studio because that was I was on the way to record the b-side for the vinyl um so I found it off, off this this guy as I say and I was buzzing and and not just BBC radio introducing it's like there's loads of uh, independent radio stations uh near enough I can't name off the top of my head but in various places that have really helped support us and Jim Galatley from Amazing Radio as well. He's been brilliant and, and helping me support the the music and helping promote the vinyl sale as well. So it really has been mental to say the least. I wasn't expecting it, especially with it just being the first one. So I, I couldn't really ask for any more. No, it does it certainly sounds like a, a really exciting time. And with Brian saying that the, the kind of new mantra thing, did that stem from spells and lockdown and, and such like was it maybe just a, an opportunity to you've got that extra time in your hands so you might as well use it productively i would i would say i would say the time definitely was uh was filled by new mantra there was generally speaking if i'm not working i'm i'm working on my on, on the band stuff um and and more so these days new mantra as well so 
It, it definitely filled a gap there. The idea for the mantra and the name and everything has been an idea of mine for a long, long time. I'd say about five years ago I came up with a name. And I've been writing music since, I don't know, as long as I can remember anyway. And I, I had a name and I had like a, a bit of artwork sort of in my mind of how I wanted to portray the project itself for a long, long time. But just a year I thought, came up, I'm going to actually do it. Um, I was in Australia at the start of 2020, just literally just before the UK got locked in. And I was having a conversation with somebody and basically it was just like, if you want to actually sort of go on this journey, we may as well start now, you know what I mean? So I got back and uh, into Scotland and just started to there. And just, as I say, found that drum track and, and cracked on and here I am now. I was mentioning things that catch the attention. The artwork's definitely very eye-catching as well. Is that something that you work on yourself or do you do that in collaboration with somebody else? Uh, it was collaborations. One of one of my one of my good pals drew the drew the design. I sort of gave him an idea of what I wanted. Um, uh, with that short, so the hourglass for for myself was just sort of a. It was more so like symbolism for trying to like stop time. So that it sounds daft when I say it loud, but it, it mere symbolism is to like, no see time as linear and to try and pause time, and then that's where that song sort of exists. Um. And then, so the idea was was drawn up by my pal, as I say, and then I just went online and found illustrators and, and basically decided on somebody. Um, I can't remind her username, but her name's Valentina. She's from Italy, and then she illustrated all and sort of put the idea into the sort of digital realm, so to speak, and then I just came through that. Um, the no in between artwork, similar similar situation. I just had an idea in mind and then went straight to Valentina and basically said, I, I want this sort of idea. And she came back with the no in between artwork and I'm buzzing with it, man. Just I want it to be really sort of colourful and eye catching and sort of in its own right tell a wee story in itself as well. It really does. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. You've not had the chance to, to check out the new mantra artwork for for myself, then, then certainly go ahead and do so because you'll be just as impressed as I was. <laughs> I, I should also clarify that Ross is in his car. Um, he wasn't, wasn't going off a train or anything like that there. Uh, that was the strange background noise. Um, and it makes a difference that I'm not knocking things over and such like. So <laughs> Thanks for taking some of the heat off me there. <laughs> the, the other noticeable thing I keep on mentioning kind of I think when someone's brought out their initial release, there's there's so many new artists about just now and standing out from the crowd is is difficult because there's there's so many talented artists that Definitely. if you were to take Definitely. time to, to listen to each and every one of them, it would be near impossible, unfortunately. And but the the part of your personality came out in the, the sense that you teamed up with Sam H and released the, the vinyl for myself. Aye, along um, with it, yeah, it, it goes without saying that it's been it's been difficult and challenging times mentally for for almost everyone in the last year or so. Um, I certainly hold my hands up. There's been times where where I've really struggled and kind of struggled to see any glimmers of light. Was That's that it. just a, a nod to a, 
a great charity to do so much great work, particularly within young people in Scotland. Definitely. Um, it was sort of basically where I've obviously went through some mental health trouble in, in my past as well. So I found that with this song being so sort of tied, the, the song for myself is sort of like a story. Um, so to speak, when I was younger and went through all this sort of trouble mentally and whatnot. So I felt like when I released the vinyl, it, it felt only right to um, to put all the proceeds to, to charity and they definitely do amazing work for, for young people and young people in general who are actually struggling with and it's great that there's services there to support them and, and even there's loads of artists out there that do similar similar work um, donating to these charities and just that songs in general as well I, I found that music was always sort of an escape for me personally um, so I was just trying to sort of give back both to the folk that helped me um, and people out there that are also struggling with that sort of thing and what you said about trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel sort of thing it is these times have been rough man <laughs> you know what I mean so it's for folk to see the light at the end of the tunnel coming no that far away is, is brilliant it's such a it's such a stimulant music in, in terms of it can sometimes I'm not gonna say pull you out that hole but it it, it, it can lift you and, and give you that wee bit of motivation to to keep on going and keep on battling there's there's many many bands that I relate to and I, I do link it with difficult times and help Definitely. you feel better at those moments in time and I think that it's an odd to the head to your own stuff though that the people went out there and bought that single Aye. they've not only contributed to Sam H but they've, they've also I, I don't know I, I'd almost say it goes hand in hand that they would they're backing you and they're, they're showing their support for yourself personally your music and the charity so we're winning the three fronts there definitely I couldn't believe the uh, the reception that the vinyl got and the fact that it sold out well, albeit there was only ten of them Um the fact that it sold out within a week, um, we had just been my first signal, single, sorry. They hadn't, the folk who have bought it haven't heard the B-side either, so them taking a sort of risk. They might like for myself, they might not like the B-side, but for them to part with their money um, to help the charity and obviously, like you said, to support me, it was, it blew me away, it really did. It was quite surreal. And hopefully that served as a, as a boost for yourself, you mentioned that you can relate to Sam H, given that you've had difficult times. I'm, I'm sure having that wee bit of success and, and that bit of praise for your music coming out must be a, a morale booster. Oh, aye. aye. It was, it was un- unbelievable. Like like I say, it was, it just kind of, once I released the song, I thought, I may as well put this on vinyl. Like I, w- I would always wanted to hear my music on vinyl and sort of own a physical copy of my music for I don't know. It was just like a bucket list thing, you know what I mean? Um, so when the opportunity came up, I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna just gonna go for it. And contacted a company down in England, to Birds Hit Records, and just basically asked them to knock ten of them up for me, and they did so. 
when I released the, the news that it was coming out, the reception was brilliant and I think most of them were sold on the first day. So I was I was just sitting, I was actually working on the day they came out, so I was struggling to actually concentrate on my work, to be honest with you, because I just kept on seeing uh, notifications pop them up saying that somebody had bought them and it ended up going on one of the top pages on Bandcamp uh, sales for the day. Um, so it was, honestly, it was mental to see. It was. I'm really grateful for everybody who's went out and actually bought it and listened to it and that. So it's class. And the next single, No In Between, is is coming out very soon. Could you give us a wee bit of a background as to the inspiration behind that, the, the forthcoming single? Definitely. Um, so it's coming out on the 23rd of July. Um, I'm not sure if this episode will be out before or after, but that's that's the day that it'll come out. But um, the story for that really is. I wrote probably the lyrics and uh, the sort of riff that you hear at the start probably about three years ago, to tell you the truth. Um, and really just sat on it. I knew it was something that I wanted to do, like to make into a song. It just sort of went in the back burner, as I say. It never really fit the sort of punk rock vibes of the band that I'm in either. So I sat on it for a while and then I thought, well, what can I fully up for myself when? I really like that riff, so naturally I just sort of started talking about that, changed the structure about a bit just to fit into a certain way and, and how the lyrics sat. Um, but the story of the, the lyrics is just trying to, I don't know if you've seen the artwork, but it's like a wee, it's like a wee alien sitting, lying on his side, um, holding his phone at night and in the light of the phone is like blinding him basically. Uh, it's basically like a sort of dualism one being so attached to like Instagram and social media and all this kind of stuff but on the other side no being able to disconnect with that and when you eventually they take a break for it you realise that both of them can be healthy in moderation you know what I mean so um, and obviously the, the no in between sort of hook of the song is just like I said earlier on with the struggles that I've been through it's at any given time I find that uh, sort of my motivation levels and uh, mood in general can either be really elated and bouncy and, you know what I mean, excited and stuff like that, or it can be rock bomb. So that's basically literally no in between, um, sort of trying to find that middle ground. And I suppose in a way, your mantra helps me sort of regulate that and sort of stay on a middle ground with stuff. and focus if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense and you bring up an interesting point there as well. This I, I find with social media and now I, I've kind of limited it just to the the podcast Twitter yeah. page because I, I I find it very, very negative. Uh, I'm a big football fan and I, I see quite a lot of bitterness and, and hatred um on social media. You just you would never ever say it to someone in the street or Aye, <laughs> you met definitely. them in the pub uh, because the world would just be constantly fighting with each other if that was the case but the the things that are it's a no holds barred approach uh, that goes along with twitter and i, I very often just and it is, it's a strange thing it, i can only imagine what it's like as a musician but i put the podcast up and i turn all my notifications off and i, I step away from it for, for a few minutes it's um, and I've been very lucky since I've started this that 
the majority of the feedback's been very, very positive. But one or two comments that you get that are negative, it can hit you quite hard. <laughs> you, you just take it far too personally that something that, but it is something that you put a lot of time into, a lot of effort to coordinate, to record, to edit. To and always a lot of work that goes in there, I can imagine. And then, and, and you're not doing it for, for anything other than your own enjoyment. So when people enjoy it, then that's brilliant. What a, what a high that is. But when someone comes along, and uh, I've said it in the podcast before, the, the funniest one was Rab from Glass Vegas. And the feedback that they had for the new album was so, so positive. But then someone said, just a one word response, shite. <laughs> what are you not honestly your meant to do with that? Someone's out of their, their way to put that one word response. Oh, That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not just somebody, I don't know, using their vocal cords and like the split in eyes. Somebody's actually taking their, their effort to type that and press send and and put it out there for everybody to see and read. And you, you think to yourself, well, the, the human mind naturally draws towards the negatives. You know what I mean? Like we said, they had loads of positive feedback, but then that one word <laughs> can knock you off your tracks. I don't, they're obviously well beyond the stage where they're going to take criticism uh, personally. I, I wouldn't even say that's, that's criticism, that's just a moron Aye. with a keyboard. But they, Aye. They, it's, it's, it seems like there's 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 no barriers to entry for these things other than an email address and a password, and I think it, I think it shows, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that's right. I think that what, what I'm saying is, is a very much a, a dumbed-down approach there, you know, when I'm talking about my own podcast or talking about what I see people talking about football and things like that, but it can be extended to to music, to politics, to, in fact, generally anything that someone's got an opinion on they're Literally liable is. to be shot down Aye. not in a productive or, or nice way either it's uh it's a, it's a cesspit and i just i, I just uh I, I find it very difficult to to motivate myself to go on it because i find myself so much clearer in the head when i'm not checking it regularly or i'm not really worrying about what other people are saying or it is, it is amazing because when you think about how many folk are, are actually on these platforms and just for for folk randomly or or day to it's the one the one example I can't remember who said it but there was basically somebody that posted a, a body body work or artwork or something and, and obviously putting this out to people who follow them and, and naturally their followers because they've clicked the follow button they're interested in their work so you were getting positive comments and whatnot and then somebody's went out their day to say can Denny post that or or that shite or something like that and it's like well if you didn't want to if you have went out your day to say that why do you know just either block them or scroll by you know what I mean you're no obligated to to give any feedback if you didn't like it saying to them Denny post that is as good as you just no following them or just scrolling by you know what I mean it's really weird really weird yeah it would take much less effort not to say anything. Exactly. Um, but it, it, it seems to be what what gets people their kicks, and it's uh, it's, a, it's a wee bit depressing to be honest. But I, it's um, but as you say as well, it can be used for for a lot of good as well. There, there's loads of, and I'm sure if it if it wasn't for the kind of word the mouth and and social media for the debut single, you might still be sitting there with 
with copies of that, that vinyl still to sell. And, and definitely, I'm that's sure it. It's, it can be a vehicle a, for good. Definitely, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, these things. And But generally speaking, if, if you if you go onto social media and stuff like that and, and you don't look for this kind of stuff, albeit you, you will see it some of the time, but as long as you sort of try and keep your networks as positive as possible and folk who share the same interests, nine times out of ten you're going to sort of get what you put out there. So I, I found that the experiences I've had on there has, has been all right. Thankfully I've not had anybody commenting that I'm shite yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come I'm sure it'll come one day, but um, like I say, I, I try my best to be nice to everybody. And if I ever see somebody like posting their art or their music, I, I try my best to stay interactive and comment on it. Or if somebody shares my my music, I always try and take my take the time to, to like or retweet it, or sort of try and push folk towards their their platforms as well. Um, I think it's just if, if you help other people and positively interact with others, they might do the same with you, and that's what it's all about, I think. Ah, too right. It's kind of treat people as you would like to be treated, and, and I think more often than not, that that does seem to be happening. There's there's uh, there's many people that I've had the, the pleasure of interacting with over the last kind of four or five months since I started this. In fact, it's not even been that it's three or four months maximum, um, and it. There's a, there's just a kind of wee community that, that builds up and, and people just encourage you to to go for it. The, to keep going, eh? And, and, and why not? Uh, if you enjoy doing something and it and it's helping you, regardless of, of whether it's something that you want to take over the world or something that just gives you that bit of motivation to get through your day, then, then go ahead and, and enjoy it. Let, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> it's, and, and, I quite frankly, fuck anybody else that, that's got an exactly. opinion Other, otherwise, uh, because at the end of the day, you're going and having a healthier life and enjoying yourself isn't detracting from them in any way. It's just bitterness and generally being horrible that, exactly. that they seem to suffer from. I think David Bowie as well said this, I don't know how many years ago, but he says just didn't play to the crowd, do it, Ken, what's true to you and you'll be fine. And if you naturally put in the energy and, like 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 you say, didn't play to the crowd, your best work and your interests and your passion will shine through naturally and folk will start to catch on to that. And I think that's what folk resonate with these days, especially, like we were mentioning earlier on, there's so much stuff that can grab your attention. I think the stuff that when some usually putting their all into to what they do, I think that naturally shines through and sort of separates it for the, not necessarily the fake side of it but I don't know mere, it, just, it just resonates with people because it feels truer if that makes sense I kind of think a better word than, than that I, I get you I completely get you is that, is that kind of almost authenticity yeah genuine work. We'll, we'll, we'll have a wee game of countdown later on but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> I had my thesaurus out for a stage there <laughs> I, I, I think we're pretty much I think we pretty much nailed that one. The, um, we're, as we've mentioned a few times, we're, we're steering towards a, a life much closer to, to what we regarded normal 18 months ago. The live music scene is, is still kind of on a, an edge, I suppose, in, in terms of venues aren't really get the green light to open with any sort of numbers. Festivals 
are popping up and then being cancelled. Uh, some are, are still scheduled to go ahead and, and touch with that is the case come August, September time. Do you have an aspiration to, to take your mantra out on the road and getting to play I these songs to the crowd? Oh, I, I would love it. Any any opportunities that, that come up, I will definitely probably give a thumbs up, albeit at the minute it's just just myself that sort of records everything and plays all the instruments and um, stuff like that, but I've got loads of folk around me that love music and play music as well, so I think if, uh, if somebody came along and asked me to play or wanted me to do something, it would probably be possible and I would jump at the chance to sort of take into a live environment, I think it would be class. Like, even even the photo even the photo live music coming back is, is exciting. I used to go to gigs all the time. Um and it was sort of part of my routine, so to speak. Like I would always be on these sites looking for, for tickets to bands that I like and if it popped up on, on social media I would try and go to everyone that I could. And the fact that it's been sort of missing is it's been really weird. But I think like I say if if it ever comes to it and I get the opportunity to play live, 100% I would jump at the chance. Do you feel there is a, any positivity about the live music scene reopening? As I say, it does feel like it's been something that's been, did I say, it's been at, at times? I, I feel like, I feel like it, it definitely has in terms of like when you, when you see, obviously, I quite like football as well and I'm no like super into it but I follow a couple of teams and I just think if, if they can have 40 odd thousand people in a stadium why can they not have these local venues in around Glasgow, Edinburgh and, and wherever else in Scotland why can they not have folk in there you know what I mean I don't see how it's how it's any different and I see a lot of it being justified with all it's they've got social distancing measures in place and all that kind of rubbish but when you see pictures of uh, the stadiums and that, when when there's goals and celebrations and that, it's the folk are very close to each other. You know what I mean? The, the social distancing doesn't appear to be adhered to. So I, I don't see why venues can't just get the doors open and pubs in general. And um, I just don't understand the, the crap. When you've got. For instance, places like Wembley, they're not going to, to have to shut their doors if uh, if they don't get full capacities in it anytime soon. But your, your smaller venues across the UK, these doors might never reopen and to lose places that have been institutional to to the music scene for all those years. It'd be heartbreaking and it feels like it's a a distinct possibility if someone doesn't take the bull by the horns and, and, and get as a wee bit of kind of common sense. It's really, it's really bizarre as well because the music industry in the UK is one of the biggest um, in terms of generating revenue for the tax man, so to speak. So I just didn't understand why it's it's been ignored. And like you say, there's these local pubs and venues that didn't have the sort of firepower behind them, like you say, when Wembley. Wembley didn't get full capacity, they'll, they'll tick along quite fine, but there's venues in that out there that'll be literally on their last legs and they're waiting for these announcements and I'm not, I, I can't be 100% sure if what I'm saying is true, but I'm, I'm sure there have been 
sort of told a day and then it, it's been they've been getting geared up ready to open and then the kind of rug's been pulled from under their feet so it's like like you say I think somebody's got to sort of grab the bull by the horns and try and get try and get the doors open because it's important these local venues sort of support the independent bands and that but they're basically like the first step of the ladder for the entire music industry if we didn't have a uh, local act trying and, and playing in these venues there wouldn't really be a music scene it would just be loads of corporate I don't know faces that just get put on the radio and it's just the status quo never gets changed you need variety and I think that's what these venues provide they really do I, I guess that's quite a, a negative point we'll, we'll try and brighten up by the, the fact that the Scottish music scene is certainly enjoying a, a really positive time it's been a, a great year for for new bands we've had two bands that have had number one albums as well which is was almost unthinkable at a time where guitar music doesn't really challenge the charts it's not the it's not frequenting the, the radio very often and such like but for a man like mogwai to get a, a number one album is just extraordinary definitely it's class that, that that must be so exciting as well to be part of it at this time oh I, it's it's unbelievable the amount of acts that are around sort of um in scotland are, is amazing and like you say the the traction that we seem to be getting up here is is really promising um it seems like a hotbed for for talent and not only that but it, it's not just talent that's gone unnoticed it seems like folk are taking taking notice of the bands and, and acts that are around here so i think it i think it's only going to get get bigger and there seems to be a big hype generating around scotland so hopefully it continues you know what i mean so at this point what i'm going to do is i'm going to put you on the spot and um, <laughs> <laughs> look for three bands or acts that Scottish that you're listening to just now that we maybe or may not have heard of uh, but you would like to, to give a wee shout out to and a recommendation uh, I would say O Romance or one uh, Misty Galactic um, and Dictator band as well uh, they three are pretty cool I like Dictator them. Are, are honestly getting a, a shout out on almost every podcast just now <laughs> <laughs> I'm really cool. They seem really doing earth and that as well. I follow them on Twitter, um, and any time I see them speak to speak to folk, they seem really doing earth. It's as if like we're just normal folks. So uh, yeah, I would they, say they, they are definitely cool. Ah, the 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 class. Uh, it's great to have the opportunity to have them on. Uh, again, they they just seem like they're they're destined for big things. I I think that must be now five or six podcasts in a row where. Where they've been mentioned but they, they seem to be very into helping others as well in, in terms of just giving people that we push and that we bit of support when and when they can so yeah fair play to them they, they deserve what's coming their way and I, I think there's massive things coming their way hopefully it, it can only be good for like the, the scotch scene in general the, the snucks as well getting uh, loads of attention and, and deservedly so um it, it only bodes well for everybody else that's that's in the, uh, the scene up here. I think it's it puts us on the map, so to speak. I think we've always been there, but like you say, with guitar music, no sort of challenging the charts. I think, I, I think the tide's changing. Like I feel like it's I feel like it's going to get better. Yeah, it, it just the success of some of the bigger bands are are bands that have, have become some of the bigger bands. That puts more eyes on the on all the acts doesn't it so it kind of uh, 
success for a few bands will lead to success for a much another raft of bands. So I feel that everything's going in a positive direction. It's just these these live gigs would be, really be the missing piece in terms of I think there's such a hunger and a desire for for Scottish music just now and, and Scottish bands and Scottish artists. So it's just kind of that next step of of being able to consume it in a live venue. That's that. I think I think when folk get into into venues and they're able to sort of let their hair down after all this, I think we'll probably see some of the best sort of gigs that we've seen in a long time. I think folk will really get into it and get in the mood and try and get involved as much as possible, dance about and jump about and hopefully we'll see some of the best gigs that we've seen in a long time. No, I think it's, it's going to be absolutely bonkers, but it's <laughs> so good at the same time. Aye, definitely. Just before we finish up, mate, um, just an opportunity for you to tell everyone where you can find your music, uh, if you've got any kind of band camp stuff or, or merchandise, and also if you want to kind of reaffirm that forthcoming single as well, uh, no in between. Yeah, the floor's yours. Uh, so you can find it really on all the usual platforms I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and the likes and music wise it's on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, you can find the the vinyl and digital format on Bandcamp as well so really all, all the major platforms it's up there and we know in between hopefully um, hopefully it does well. I'm really, really looking forward to folk hearing it. As I say like when I sent you the pre-master earlier on um, still to get it mastered. I'm going to get it mastered this Sunday at KM19, so fingers crossed that it um, turns out alright, and I just can't wait for it to come out, because then I can move on to other songs. I generally, once I delve into a song and try and get it ready, I spend I can't even imagine how many hours I've spent on this. I'm not saying it's fantastic, like production-wise, but I just I listen to it every day, and tweak it and car test it a hundred times and it's just mental so it'll, it'll be really really good to to get it out and hopefully folk will really appreciate it sorry really like it we'll see you see where it goes you know absolutely and I, from from what i've heard if, if that's not quite the finished article i'm very much looking forward to the finished version I, just to, to finish a we shout for for chem 19 as well because there's so many bands and, and artists going in and recorded music there, they're doing a fantastic job. Oh aye, aye. Um, they've been really, really good to me. Um, they obviously accommodated me going into the into the studio in a socially distanced manner. Um, and um, I've had help with them, sort of production tips and stuff like that, where I'm bouncing mixes off them just to get it ready before mastering. And they've really helped us. And, and some of the names that I've walked through the doors is are kind of an iconic um, name in the Scottish industry, Scottish music industry, I would say. So I'm really pleased to have been able to work with them and continue to get their support in that. So definitely, Game 19 are, are brilliant. I would recommend them anybody that's that's listening that makes music. If you need something mastered and or recorded or mixed at the end of the day, sort of pretty much the full package. So definitely keep them in mind. Ross, thanks so much for your time tonight. It's been a really really nice conversation. Uh, and you, thanks for having me on. No in between as well. Thanks very much, mate. I've much appreciated for having me on, and that's been class. That's a pleasure. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. 
I'll be back in around about 10 days time. Until then, thank you and goodbye. What you've been through Doesn't define you What you